Kenichiwa Homegirl Snoop Dope Drunk Got Waste Waste Minisan Hello and welcome to Famicast 22, your Famicast for March 2013. I am your host, Danny Bivens, and with me today we have Mr. Ty Shugart. What's good, guys? Everything. Um, I just ate a lot of pizza. That was really delicious. Oh, good food for good people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also joining us from the other side of the planet, again, uh, I was going to say something about wooden shoes or something like that, but I'll leave that uh, for next time, I guess. Good idea. <laughs> Don Koopman. Luigi is a friend of mine. Luigi is my homie. Luigi is a pal of mine. I have a friend, Luigi. Luigi is a maid of mine. Luigi is a dude. Luigi is a friend of mine. Congratulations. Thank um, you. <laughs> also here in Japan, also joining us again, is Mr. Minoru Yamaizumi. Hi. Am I sounding different? A little bit. You do sound a little bit hoarse. Not that you are a horse. But <laughs> of no, course. No, no. For, me, for me, it sounds lovely. So I don't not sure what these two are talking about. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Nori was a little bit sick, but um, thankfully he got better for the family cast. He better have, or we would have fired him. I mean, he's the guy that's making the most money out of us here. So you know, hey. Um, any anyway, we got kind of an exciting show for you today. We have a life in Japan segment uh, that we're going to have after the news. There's quite a bit of kind of some cool news that. Uh, kind of came out of Japan here this month, and uh, we're going to kind of talk to you about that. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. But we'll go ahead and kick it off with new business. All right, and Don's going to kick us off. Hello, everybody. Um, so, before the show, I had like eight things to talk about, so these guys decided what I should talk about. Hooray for you guys. And applause. Um, so, I should have brought my 3DS with me to tell you about which people I have lost street pass, but I'm dumb and don't have it with me. So, <laughs> I was at the Luigi's Mansion 2 event, where I played the game and had a ghostly tour for Amsterdam, but... Uh, no, I didn't bring my 3DS with me, so I am dumb. For most oh. of the people, just were just playing Me Maker, for some reason. <laughs> so that that's your Street Pass update for today. Okay. Um, so, um, for, at Denny's request, um, I'm going to talk about Monsters Come Out on Friday, mm -hmm. which is the first Guildo 2 title which came out at the beginning of March. Yeah. That, that sounds. That sound, yeah, uh, a couple the, weeks the, ago. Not the second week, I guess. The the 12th or something? I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, Monsters Come Out on Friday is... I have to explain this correctly. It's mostly an adventure game. And it, it takes place in this city uh, with a group of children. And basically, a weird... A weird events start to happen, like there is this big crater in the ground and they don't know what is going on. Mm -hmm. And slowly in... It's actually a very short story. It's like four hours long. Okay. 
which is a bit disappointing. And in this four-hour story, it's mostly built up to like a big final, where um, first off, like this shadow monster appears, and then from there, all damn shit goes wrong. Um, (laughs) um, While talking to characters, um, you get some hints. Not most of them are not very helpful. You get some interesting story bits. Um, And the other thing you do with these characters is playing a card game to actually make sure that they will help you. Okay. So it's it's based around like um, the Yankan principle, where all the cards have like a a stone. paper and the scissors. Okay. Uh, But if both of them are the same, um, it will depend on your hit points if you win or not. Okay. Um, So, it's it's mostly because, it's mostly how you win on how you you depend and how you choose your cards. So, at the beginning of the match, you'll still, the computer will hit up two cards to see how you will stand, like if you're winning or if you're losing or are you at the same level. Um, so you still have the option afterwards to change two cards around to kind mm-hmm. of save yourself. But in most instances, if you choose the wrong set, you're already screwed from the get-go. Okay. <laughs> so mostly it goes really, really 50-50. So oh. sometimes I find myself like retrying the, these matches like 10 times before I finally won one. Okay. And if you even if you end up in a draw, you still lose. So... Yeah, that kind of sucks. Okay, so in the in the game, what the protagonist isn't it like a boy basically? Yeah, yes, yeah, uh, Sota is his name. Um, okay, and he's a young school kid who goes with his with his friends on like this adventure around his village and in the green area around it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they discover these weird things, and then, it, like I said, it ends up in this weird festival, um, which. Personally, I feel like like the game is portrayed a little wrong because it just runs around one mystery instead of several. Okay. So it's and three quarters of the way in, it's just build up, and, and the final hour is where all that stuff is actually happening. And when you and when the monster is defeated, it's like yeah, it's game over. Hmm. Enjoy your enjoy your credit screen. <laughs> Yeah, well, that does sound a little bit short. I mean, the game's I think eight hundred yen. Um, yeah, yeah, well, that, that's a little bit disappointing. I, I didn't pick this game up. I, I saw that you did, and I was just gonna wait to hear you actually talk about it, just to see, uh, you know, what it was like and stuff. So, um, um in Box versus Tanks is actually way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I bought that, and that's that's what I, I'll be talking about that here a little bit later. And it's yeah, yeah it's really cool. Uh, but I, I personally felt that that monsters come out of fire. I really like the music. I really like the way how it looks. Mm-hmm. Like um, it, it's kind of mixed with the 3D elements, mixed with like the the drawn art style. So some of the drawn art style will pop on the front, and then you will see the character rocking on a plane beneath it. Uh huh. It looks really really awesome. Mm-hmm. It sounds really good there. The soundtrack is by um, uh, Sakamoto, who also did the soundtrack for like uh, the Time Travelers. Oh, okay, cool. Um, cool. So, so it has really good stuff behind it, but the main campaign itself is so disappointingly short that I'm not sure if it, I would give it a recommendation. Okay. Does it have Street Pass or any of that type of stuff in it? No, no, no. Okay, okay. 
No. There you go. Yeah. Well, uh, this probably is going to be coming to the West. Wasn't a couple of weeks ago, I think. It was revealed that, uh, what was it, some of these titles were on the uh, lives? Uh, Spaceship Demray and Bucks for Stanks, that's why I'm referring it to its actual title, because uh, this Japanese translation is Insect Tank. Insect Tank, yeah. Uh, but it, 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 it already has a localized title, which is Bucks vs. Tanks. Okay. Um, okay. And Spaceship Demray will remain as is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't look like Monsters Come Out of Friday will actually come out in the West. Okay, well, uh, from what you're saying, it's not really, uh, I guess, that big of a loss. <laughs> from no, it's, any, it's, it's, it's not a big of a loss, it's like the rental shop. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, which I think it's a, as, that was a really, really fun game, and I'm kind of disappointed that you know people in the West didn't get a chance to play that uh, yeah. know, rental game where you're in control of the <laughs> renting out weapons and armor and stuff like that to... Uh, people in like an rpg basically it's silly and stuff <laughs> but, yeah yeah it's yeah oh well uh shall we move on to the next game yeah sure uh so at minora's request i'm going to talk about mention percussion which is by pio soft um the uh, same boy soft sorry always get those two letters confused. Oh, I like I post videos of these titles and then I move the two letters around. I was like, oh yeah, I did this wrong. So, sorry about that. I'm doing this again. Um, so, mention percussion. It's it's in the same line of series of like um, Hayu Stone or Kersploosh. It's now known as Kersploosh! Yeah. <laughs> Which came out 21 months after the Japanese release. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and 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 it's not really worth the wait, to be really honest. It, it's a fun game, but nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mentioned Percussion is... My, it, it's a weird one, actually. Um, so, there are seven stages... And in the seven stages, you use the face buttons to... How, how do you describe this correctly? So these objects come out on the screen, and you have to press on the correct side, on the, so on the correct button, to to make a beat. Basically, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And if you do this perfectly, you get two points. If you do this still okay, but not perfectly, you get one point. And this is how the score will wank up. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, it becomes more difficult because they bring like seven or eight at one side and you have to tap really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, it, it, most of the time, it just feels a bit simple. Mm-hmm. It, it it feels very easy to go through. It's not very long, and it's mostly a score attack game, which you can replay. You can watch your replays afterwards, so that's kind of cool. And you can share them for Street Pass as well. Oh, cool! Um, but there is not much meat to it. Hmm. it. It's all what I'm just have described to you. Um, the seven different stages have some interesting stuff going for it. Like there's a techno stage, and there's a more stage in a home environment, and there's a stage based on Hayu Stone. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and one based on the second game which you played, Danny. Which game was that? Did I play? Oh, yeah, that, that was, 
yeah. weird game with the bamboo stick. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 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 Takeyarimau. Yeah, That was a it, weird game. <laughs> yeah, that's also um, stage based on that one. Um, okay. Pulling from the franchises. Indeed. Question mark. Um, um, yes. It, it 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 doesn't really help though because I don't find the game very fun. Um, <laughs> It was interesting for, like, the first couple of minutes I played, but after I was done with all seven stages, like, I, I don't need to play this anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, 500 yen, which means you can buy possibly better stuff for that money. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> buy, for example, an Arc, 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 Arc System game that actually works. <laughs> I don't know. We, yeah, well, uh, that really it's a really small number of them, but hey... There's still a couple that are good. Uh. Uh, I like your sigh there. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, another game that gets for me a no-no. Wow, two no-nos. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's unheard of for me, actually. Yeah, um, yeah, usually. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, the third game is at Tysocrest, which is Castlevania, Lords of Shadows, Mirror of Fate, oh my god, but a long title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, throw axes at bats. <laughs> so metal. <laughs> So, Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate follows the events um, directly after uh, the original Lords of Shadow. I don't know if you have played that, Ty? Not that one, no. No. It, it doesn't really matter in the grander scheme of things. It would help you if you get one or two references. Um, but mostly the story stands on its own. And, uh, like, the biggest plot twist from the last game is already revealed to you directly in the first couple of minutes of this one. So, it doesn't really matter anyway. <laughs> um, so, Castlevania is, a, is an interesting game in the sense that, in a few elements, it doesn't feel like, like an older Castlevania game. Because it was, those older Castlevania games were more based around exploration. And this one is a little more straightforward. Like you can you can still find secret things, but those secret things things in the grander scheme of things don't really matter because they're mostly just health upgrades and a few story bits of like a, f- a few fallen warriors here and there. Okay, so you're saying it's a pretty lin- linear kind of game, like going stage to stage, maybe? Yeah, it, it it's more of a linear adventure. Cool, um, I'm down with that. <laughs> Uh, that's what I liked about it. It's more, it's more the meat about with the story and the gameplay that made me very interesting because the combat in that game, it's a bit God of War inspire-ish, but it's pretty good. And you have these this magic secondary weapons and of course the whip, um, which make it all fun and you try to make combos with. So it's all pretty fun and cool. Um, there's also a lot of pet- more platforming involved, basically. Um, and you go through the castle, through the different layers, and fight up your way against a climatic battle. Oh, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, I had a few f- frame drops here and there. It, it's not too bad, but it's noticeable. Uh, the mu- the music and, and the graphics look pretty good. So, it's, it's worth... Checking out at the very least. All right. But I, I don't want to spoil too much because if I if I would go in further detail, it kind of spoil the story, mm-hmm. and which mostly 
surrounds like these four playable characters from the Belmont family, which now in in these games are directly related to one another. Yeah, didn't they? I, I was listening. I think it was Connectivity. It could yeah. have been. Yes, yes. Yeah, and they were saying that, and I was like, "That's weird." How they just kind of changed a lot of elements to be like, "This guy is related to this guy. That's his grandma, whatever." I, I, um, I, I can't. I, but here's the thing that I kind of respect about it is that Mercury Steam, the developer, kind of took their own approach on Castlevania. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they. Try to step away as much as possible from, like, the Iga formula. Right, right. You know, I, we, I appreciate that, regardless of... I, oh, I haven't played this game, so I can't really judge it. But, you know, that that's that's commendable, because they're not trying to just mimic, you know, the Iga Castlevania games, which, I mean, a lot of people want that. But, I mean, if it's not Iga doing it, I don't know <laughs> how well it's going to work, especially with these guys. I mean, they hadn't really worked with 2D stuff really in the past so they're kind of sticking with kind of what they know and just kind of putting it in their own uh you know special kind of a way so i think yeah, that's it's, it's, commendable it, yeah it's it, it's still a, a recommendable uh, um handheld title mm-hmm. for the most part like there's not a lot much in the way of co- uh, collectibles but you can still go back and revisit your favorite moments or um watch the cutscenes which are beautiful because they are more in this like pop pop book animated style Mm-hmm. This the cell shaded one, mm-hmm. um, so th- it's very enjoyable to watch. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's a, quite a fun game to play. Cool. So that actually gets a yes. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence about it myself. It's like you know, it's about like five thousand yen, uh, but you know, if you probably get it at a store here, you could probably find it for probably four or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I'm just. Mm. And then I heard the demo is just not really a good. Uh, representation of what the game is so it's uh, it's actually a really bad presenta- representation of what the game is yeah so it's like you, I, you 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 will get a good feel for the combat though so that's okay. at least one thing yeah well maybe we have to give it a try just to see yeah cool all right well is, is that it done yep that's all all right cool well we'll go ahead and move on to the next person Alright, next up with new business is Ty. Hello. Ah, uh, let's see. I'm I have been playing XCOM. Hmm. The new one. Mm-hmm. Well, Ooh. new as in last year or whenever, but yeah. <laughs> Remake of the classic nineties PC game. Mm-hmm. It's nice. incredibly fun and addictive and also rage inducing. <laughs> right, so it's it, it's kind of like a strategy RPG, kind of. It's more more like you have your tile-based combat. You get a squad of guys, and you shoot aliens that are invading the Earth or whatever. <laughs> or Venus or whatever. No, it's definitely Earth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, a- after you kill all the aliens, you go back and you manage your base. You have to manage your research... You have to construct your base. You have to build new gear. You have to manage your relations with other countries. So it's kind of like that scene in Futurama where you pick exciting laser battle or 
boring paperwork. <laughs> Remember that scene? I do not, but... <laughs> okay, well, anyway. So, yeah, it's really addictive. But sometimes, you know, you just get murdered by lucky shots or whatever, <laughs> or you just run into, like, some brick wall difficulty. <laughs> and uh, you can either, like, resort to save scumming or not. Save scumming? I'm not familiar with this term. It's where you abuse saves and loads. Oh. You, you can save and load anywhere. Oh, great. Cool. Ex I'd do that. <laughs> except when you're ready, you, you go and play Iron Man mode where you cannot do that. Oh, God. Yeah. So I'm working my way up to that. You're a braver man than most. I don't think yeah. I would ever do something like that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's a really fun game. Mm -hmm. Check out the 90s PC game, even. Uh, you can probably get it for a dollar. <laughs> awesome. Enemy, uh, Enemy Unknown is also coming to iPad. They announced uh, yesterday. Oh yeah. Yeah, the iPad and iPhone. Uh, the full game is coming to that platform. Cool beans. Yeah, it would probably work really well on that platform. Check it out. Cool. cool. Um, yeah. I've also been playing it on my Japanese Xbox. It's not region locked. <laughs> it is, however, chock full of English. <laughs> and it's not out in Japan I don't know okay. if it will come out but it's really cool and good alright another game I've been playing started a couple days ago Lollipop Chainsaw yeah I, I don't know I've been kind of interested in this game um, it, it's funny as heck did you get it for pretty cheap or what yeah like this is in the I'm still working through this huge pile of Xbox 360 games I got from the US ah. all at once okay it was that. Okay. Got yeah, it. like, I'm not even halfway through. Jeez. So, yeah. Lollipop Chainsaw. It's incredibly funny. Pretty easy to play. Mm -hmm. Um, Really nice graphics. Very pretty. Mm -hmm. But, man, whoever wrote this game is a comedy genius. James Gunn. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. he He is amazing with this sort of writing. Yeah. I mean... I can't stop laughing. Just like the the random dialogue that happens during gameplay. It's, it's oh, solid yeah. gold. Man, I love that game. I need to go back to that game as well. Yeah. Jeez. No spoilers. <laughs> no, no. We need to... No. We need, don't need to go there. Yeah. The boss fights are pretty fun. Very cool. Very oh, yeah. video gamey. Video gamey is an adjective I use to describe things. Yeah. <laughs> Lollipop Chainsaw feels also like more like an arcade game. Yeah, kinda. It, it has that replay value to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, speaking, for me, at least. speaking of arcade games, you see that Dungeons & Dragons arcade game is coming out? I, for, I heard about that, yeah. For, for yeah. home systems? Yeah. yeah. Get hype about that. <laughs> hype get. But yeah, Lollipop Chainsaw, it's funny, and it's fun. <laughs> yep. Cool, cool. We need, that's another game you need, don't need to spoil too much, because it will kind of ruin the game for you. Mm. Okay. Yeah. People need to play it. That's the, that's the only thing we should say. <laughs> what else? Um, and that should I did have made a, it, of course. I did a run-through of DuckTales for the NES the other day on my live stream. Ooh. Oh, okay. Right after Brandog did a run through, no, he didn't even finish the game on the Nintendo World Report live stream. 
Okay, okay. And it hurt me to watch it. <laughs> Man. Like, you know, I went in there and I heckled him, you know, just in good fun. Mm-hmm. But real talk, he's bad at that game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, I've never played the game. Um, I mean, yeah, I know it's a, a big part of a lot of people's childhood and all that stuff. But I don't know, it's just one of the games I never played. Just never had it, never rented it, anything like that. But uh, after at least watching the new trailer for the upcoming you know hd remake ah, it looks pretty looks pretty awesome looks like a lot of fun yo if it's the same guys that made double dragon neon i am sold well it's it's way forward so yeah yeah, yeah. i way, know way forward know their freaking stuff yeah yeah this thing it looks incredible so I, i'm excited and i can actually get it because <laughs> it's you know coming basically to all like home console platforms so that's pretty awesome i'm yeah. just gonna buy it on my wii u heck yeah well, I can't buy it on my Wii U. Well, you don't know yet if it will if it will come to Japan or not. Doubt it. We'll see. I'm gonna get yeah. on Xbox 360, and nobody can stop me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and last of all, I've been playing lots of Skullgirls. Mm. Japan had a tournament, uh, like a week ago, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, good times. There's some huge fans of Skullgirls in Japan. Like, have you seen um this uh their Kickstarter thing to add more characters yeah, yeah, to the game? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've, I've actually uh, backed it. So nice. How much did you back it for? I'm not gonna say that publicly on a podcast. Oh. Fifteen thousand dollars. Holy wow! Yo, I met a guy that put five thousand dollars down on that. Shit. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, he's here in Japan. Like it I, was done. <laughs> I thought I was pretty cool when I I put up four hundred. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa okay. Yeah. Look at that. Beat uh, that okay, down. I, 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 okay. <laughs> I will not say my price again, but uh, it, it's lower than that. Okay, but yeah, it, like as of recording right now, there's like four days left, so it'll probably be over by the time this is up. Probably. Yeah. But but you know you can hop in there and get like uh, a beta code for the PC version. Hmm. So that's a cool perk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if you're spendy, you can get some really cool stuff. I think they had like animation cells and things. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get hyped. You, 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 you know, th- this game has enjoyed me so much that I completely forgot about the train wreck that is Persona 4 Arena, not out in Europe. Oh yeah, that's still not out. Yeah, it's coming out in May. Oh, at least it's coming out. <laughs> well, yeah, I would have rather have it bought directly when it came out in Japan, but yeah, region lock. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I played that game a fair amount. It seemed like the, the scene for it kind of died out here, but I don't know. I wonder how it's well, doing yeah. in the U.S. At least Skullgirls was alive and kicking. Yeah, yeah. dude. So, Ty, yeah. you mentioned you mentioned a tournament here in Japan. Did you actually go to it? Yeah, I mean, I go to um, a regular thing in Tokyo every month. Okay. Final Round Bats, if you want to look it up. Final Round Bats. Yes. Cool. cool. And uh, there's a live stream with archives. I forget the URL, mm-hmm. but uh, you can Google uh, that uh, up. Yeah, just um, tell us later. We'll put it in the show notes. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So, yeah. yeah, I go there every month. You could probably find me playing on the stream somewhere. I like the main game they run is Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. 
<laughs> so I try to stay on top of my game there. And they'll they'll bring in flavor of the week stuff and see what see what hangs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Marvel is, is like the main game. But they had Skullgirls there, and that was fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. So that about wraps up my stuff. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, Ty. And no problem. Yeah. Next, we're gonna move on to Minoru. The five people I street pass with play the most recently Animal Crossing New Leaf, Devil Survivor Overclock, The Romance of the Three Kingdoms DS, Animal Crossing New Leaf again, and Animal Crossing New Leaf again and again. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, five out of the last ten people played it the most recently. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, on to my new business. Uh, after I beat Demon's Souls, which I talked about last month, mm-hmm. I played through Metal Gear Rising Revengeance mm. on PS3, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not my copy. I borrowed a sealed copy from my brother. Mm-hmm. He, without playing it, was <laughs> playing Dynasty Warriors 7. Okay. And not only that, but also Fist of the North Star, Tens Rage 2. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, around the same time. I don't know why he's playing three. No, no, did two pretty much the same game. It's like, you know, I like those games, but I even know I should away stay from it as far as possibly can. Did, wait, did your brother buy Ken's Rage 2? Yeah, sure. Oh, God. Oh, no. No. I feel so yeah. sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance uh, is the latest installment of the Metal Gear franchise, uh, but this time around, Hideo Kojima, uh, the creator of Metal Gear, is no longer a director, but just a producer. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, according to one of his tweets, he played no role in game design or even scenario. Uh, the developer is not Kojima Production. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was developed by Platinum Games, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the developer of uh, Wonderful 101, Bayonetta, and uh, Vanquish, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, RFN could discuss recently. And there, Johnny said, Revengeance is probably the real successor of Vanquish. <laughs> so I'm going to discuss whether it's true or not. <laughs> Uh, to start with the conclusion, my answer is yes and no. Okay. Uh, first, I'm gonna explain in what sense it's a successor of Vanquish. Have you guys played Vanquish? I have. Uh, I played a demo. Oh, yeah. I think uh, the demo represents uh, a good part of the game. Yeah, it seemed uh, cool. I mean, it wasn't like a broken demo or anything, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, it's a third-person shooter and one of my favorite games. I think uh, its charm mainly comes from the uniqueness. I mean, it's quite different from typical cover-based third-person shooters like Gears of War. Mm -hmm. You know, usually TPSs are cover-action-heavy and you almost always need to hide behind something, wait for enemies to show up, 
and shoot at them as soon as possible. <laughs> Vanquish also has cover action, and you can do the same thing, but most of the time you don't have to. And because and this game has two mechanics that make it possible to go without covering, boosting and the AR mode. Mm -hmm. uh, boosting uh, enables you go sliding so fast that <laughs> enemies hardly shoot at you. Oh, yeah, it's like unbelievably fun to like jet across <laughs> yeah. on the floor like some sort of rocket-powered sled. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so consequently, you don't have to cover and wait. Also, you can shoot while sliding. The second and more unique feature is the AR mode, where basically time slows down for several seconds at most, so that you can easily shoot enemies. You can even shoot your grenade on the air, wow. which is very powerful. Mm -hmm. And thanks to these features, you don't have to wait for enemies to show up, and the game can be very fast-paced. Also, you can play very aggressively. As a result, now I tend to play other shooters like Gears of War too recklessly and die a lot. <laughs> and the point is, Platinum took the formula of TPS, added these features, and made the product quite different. Uh, I think Platinum did much the same thing on Metal Gear this time. You know, Metal Gear is traditionally a stealth action series. Naturally, like a cover-heavy TPS, it's often slow-paced, because you need to wait for enemies to turn around from you. But this is, u uh, uh, this is usually not the case in Revengeance. And this game also has two new mechanics both of which are comparable to those of Vanquish. One of them speeds up your character, like boosting, and the other slows down enemies, like the AR mode. And the counterpart of boosting is Ninja Run. Mm -hmm. It's basically a dash by holding down the R1 button. While running like a ninja, you can smoothly run over obstacles without pushing a jump button. It's not so um, fast as boosting of Vanquish, <laughs> but while running, you can automatically swipe incoming bullets with your blade, so this mode enables you to play much more aggressively <laughs> than Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> and what slows down enemies in this game is the blade mode. The protagonist Raiden, who is a cyborg ninja, by the way, <laughs> has a special high-frequency blade <laughs> as his main weapon. By holding down the L1 button, you can always slash at any angle of the right analog stick. <laughs> uh, when a kind of a gauge is full in the blade mode, time slows down for several seconds at most, and you can attack pretty much as you like. Also, in this mode, you have a chance to cut across a red square overlaid on enemies on, and to regenerate your health and the gauge at the same time. <laughs> and to hit the square, you need to adjust the angle of slashing, and this is pretty similar to aiming with the right stick in shooters. <laughs> I think these two new features made gameplay totally different from other Metal Gear games for better or worse, <laughs> so in a way, Revengeance is similar to Vanquish. 
However, revengeance is still quite different from vanquish because it's not a shooter after all. Bryden、mm-hmm. doesn't have guns, and this makes a crucial difference. You always need to approach enemies before attacking them. Naturally, you always have a risk of being hit, and you can parry、um, enemies' attacks,、mm-hmm. which is very important in combat. In contrast, Vanquish doesn't have parrying, of course.、Mm-hmm. In- instead, it has dodging, which Raiden cannot do. So, I think it's safe to say,、uh, safe to say Revengeance is a partial successor of Vanquish. Interesting. Yeah.、Mm. By the way, this game is ridiculously way over the top. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I couldn't help laughing aloud. For example,、uh, when Raiden chased a villain in an airplane, he hopped his way onto missiles coming from it. <laughs> Just like that, in real life. <laughs> yeah. That means Raiden went faster than incoming missiles <laughs> because、uh, he's approaching.、Uh, Villain. The villain. <laughs> yeah. This may be、ah, yeah, a yeah, yeah. Yeah, reference to Contra, <laughs> but even in Contra, you hop on missiles going toward your destination, and in another scene, he cut a flying helicopter into pieces while leaping. <laughs> yeah, I can describe very well how funny it is. <laughs> so, I, I, I only play it j- like an、uh, extended Gamescom demo, and I play the two bits you're just describing there, so I kind of want to. Buy the full game.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me so, too. So I hope James Jones or John <laughs> Lindemann plays it. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed the game quite a lot. I'm afraid there's a little chance、uh, that this game is poorer to Wii U,、mm-hmm. but I have an idea to make、uh, to take advantage of Wii U.、Mm-hmm. Like I said,、uh, this game has the blade mode or the free slicing feature. But actually, I felt it's not so free. In this、yeah. mode,、uh, it's, as you,、uh, it's as if you are about to cut pizza in half. <laughs> yeah, whatever angle you choose, the blade always goes through the center of the circle, <laughs> the pizza.、Uh, the angle is determined by the right stick, like I said. The center of the circle is determined by the left stick.、Uh, when you have determined both, What you need to do is re- release the right stick, not pushing a button.、Uh, so it's not very easy or intuitive.、Mm. But if we have a touch screen on the gamepad, I think we can slice more freely.、Mm. I mean, drawing a straight line on the touch screen would be more intuitive. So I hope someday it will come to you.、Mm. Uh, that's my new business. Cool, cool. Well,、um... Actually, I had a question about this game. Maybe you guys, anyone can answer this, I guess. But is this game available digitally on PSN or anything?、Uh, oh, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay.、Hmm. I, I kind of want it, and I, but I want the English version.、Um, assuming that the Japanese、uh, version doesn't have、uh, English、uh, in it. No. Okay, right. Yeah. Interesting. I have to, have to check this. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to look into it. It's not a big deal. Just if you guys knew, great. If not, hey, it's not a big deal. So.
All right, cool. Well, um, thanks, Mino. I'll go ahead and close out new business with me. So, all right. So I've been playing a couple of different things. Uh, I Gaming-wise, actually, I've been kind of slacking off a lot this month. Um, last month, I talked about Dragon Quest VII uh, quite a bit, and I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about it this month, too. Um, last month, I probably played somewhere around, like, 15 hours or something when it was all said and done, and I think this month, as of right now, I've only played, like, seven hours or so. Um, I don't know. I just got lazy. I, like, just been watching a lot of Netflix <laughs> and stuff like that, so I've been playing too many games. But, um, no, I'm still enjoying it, and it's cool. Um, I, yeah, I'm over 20 hours now, which is pretty incredible for me <laughs> with any game. Um, yeah, but uh, I guess on a kind of related note, um, I don't know if Mino or Ty, you guys have tried this, but, you know, the right now the Dragon Quest X beta for Wii U is, you know, it's available you can download it and play i guess but did you guys do that yet or yes okay i played it only a few minutes <laughs> okay i haven't turned on my wii u in a month <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> awesome yeah nintendoworldreport.com um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, if it wasn't for me, you know, checking out download stuff every week or stuff like that for the article that I do, I probably wouldn't have turned on my Wii U either. So, um, anyway, well, I, I did turn it on at one point. Uh, I, had, I had like a day off or something in the middle of the week, and I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to get Dragon Quest X. I got the beta, all this crap. I, I should just do it. And,. So, you know, I entered in all the code on the eShop and it was downloading and all that crap. And, dude, it took like something like, I don't know, four or five hours before it finally finished. And then as I was installing it, which took like another couple of hours, it I don't know, it just, I kept getting like errors all the time too while I was downloading and kept having to like restart it, the download and all that crap. But um, as it was installing, something happened where my Wii, like, hard locked and froze and i was like oh damn it seriously and you know it specifically said something on the screen like don't 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 you know unplug your console blah 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 but what the hell am i gonna do so you know i had to unplug my console and then i you know turned it back on and i was gonna say well, maybe everything's okay no everything wasn't okay it said like yeah you have to delete all of this information and download everything again so like, man, fuck that, and I just haven't done it. So, and at this point, I, I don't know. The the full retail game comes out in like le a week, less than a week. So it's like, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm even gonna try. <laughs> but yeah, mm. I don't know. Mino, you didn't have any problems at all. I well, my machine uh, froze a few times, uh -huh. but I didn't ha have to. Uh, Unplug my system. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so far, um, yeah, it's okay. Okay. Actually, okay. Do you, do any of you guys use Hulu on your Wii U? Nah. No. Oh, damn it! I must be the only what one. Is, what is Hulu? Are you serious? Yeah. 
uh, like a video streaming service. It's in Japan. And oh, another video streaming service I can't use. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Anyways. Uh, I don't have Netflix. I don't have Love Film. I don't have this. I don't oh. have that. Fantastic. Continue. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like Netflix, but nobody uses it. <laughs> I... Like, like I, I watch stuff in the U.S. sometimes on Hulu, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's got some pretty harsh ads and has trouble getting stuff up in a timely manner or keeping stuff up. So I basically just torn everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess, you know, yeah, uh, Hulu Japan, actually, it's not too bad. It's only been around for a couple of years. Um, I think it released 2011 or something. And at first it was just terrible and it was like 20 bucks a month. And the selection was just piss poor. It was awful. But uh, here, Basically, within the past like six months, I don't know, they've really stepped up their game. The the price per month is only like basically ten bucks, and um, I'm subscribed. I did like a month free first with my Wii U, and uh, they they got a lot of like cool TV shows, a lot of American TV shows, tons of Japanese stuff too, um, some stuff subtitled. Um, I mean, dude, I don't know if you guys ever watched the show Sons of Anarchy, but they have that in Japanese, which is kind of incredible because that's a pretty awesome show. Um, but anyways, apparently, apparently, if I would change my IP, I just looked this up. Mm-hmm. It was at least available on Wii. I could, in practice, watch Hulu. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Um, I think. Well, if you're doing it on like a console or something, you have to actually pay for the service. Uh, so unless you get like the free monthly thing or whatever, but uh, if a monthly thing, I could still decide if I want to try to buy it. So yeah. But anyways, I don't know that that is one of the other applications that whenever I use, anytime I use it on my Wii U, fucking shit, hard locks, and it's just, I don't know, it's really annoying. And I, I thought it was just me for the longest time, but I think I heard Scott Thompson say something about Hulu freezing up on him too on his Wii U, so it's not just my Wii U being stupid. But anyways, I didn't mean for that to be, <laughs> be that long just to talk about that. But uh, um, the one game that I've actually been playing this month, uh, Don had mentioned it earlier, uh, English title... Uh, apparently confirmed by level five bugs versus tanks um, or tanks versus bugs bugs versus tanks bugs versus tanks bugs versus tanks Japanese title Mushikera Sensha and uh, it, it's uh, a game from Keiji Unifune uh, creator of Mega Man did Dead Rising stuff like that and uh, yeah this game is actually pretty incredible um, I think it's 800 yen on the eShop right now in Japan yep. it just came out last week as of the time of recording and um yeah, basically the the whole premise of the game is that you are this German tank uh, regiment, I guess, and you some it's like during World War II also, and some yeah. somehow you have got shrunken down to bug like size, and mm-hmm. you're kind of they don't know really why or what's really going on, but you know they know that they got a in the in the German opening because I can understand German. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. They actually said that uh, they went missing. Okay. Did they say that? In 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 the, in the news report. Okay. Okay. Well, based on a true story, they went missing. Actually, got shrunk down to tiny size, maybe. Yeah. Um. Um. But yeah, it, it's it's uh third person like tank action type of game, and uh, you're fighting bugs, mm-hmm. ants, bees, moths, all sorts of different things. It's really cool. Um. Control wise, I don't know about you, Don, but at first. I was. Mm, 
Yeah, I, I, I know what you were yeah, yeah. saying. At first, you were not as keen on the controls as you were late. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at first, when I... Yeah. Okay, because I'll, I'll explain it. I mean, obviously, you're controlling around the tank with either the D-pad or the circle pad. And uh, from there, the face buttons, you use... Let's see. I believe you could use Y to turn your turret like to the left. You can use A to turn it to the right, or you can press X and that'll like kind of put it like right front. You can also do the same with like the touchpad or the touchscreen. You could uh, you know do that and it could do serve like the same type of uh, function. But uh, mm -hmm. one thing that I thought was kind of silly at first was that there's like an auto fire mechanism in the game where you're not actually controlling when you fire your tank. It just does it kind of like based on the AI whenever enemies are close by. Um, initially, I was kind of thinking like, man, well, that's stupid because I want to have control of, how, you know, when I'm shooting and all this stuff. But, you know, basically after playing for like five minutes, you realize that that would just be between t twisting around the turret on the tank and then firing. It, I don't know. It would just be kind of just a pain in the ass to do that. So I'm really glad that they do have this auto-fire mechanic because I think it, it works out really well. And I think I've only had a couple of instances where it's been a little bit wonky or weird. Like, for example, one time, I don't know, if I'm like really, really close to an enemy, like literally right on top of them or something, sometimes mm -hmm. it, it won't shoot or something. So you just got to kind of back up just a tad and then you could start blowing the guys away. But... um. Yeah, and I mean, the game is really, really customizable. There are apparently like 30 different tanks that you can get. You also get one get one a golden tank extra if you have Guildo That's one. right, that's right. Um, yeah, which is pretty cool if you just pop in the Guildo 1 cartridge, or I don't know. I mean, if you have just... Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, it also works with the digital, okay. the digital titles. That's what I was going to yeah say next. But yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, yeah, you know, actually, I thought that tank kind of sucked because I just got a tank that was like better than that. And then I saw that I got the golden tank. I was like, cool. I was like, hey, not cool. But um, I mean, all the tanks and stuff, they have like their own special statistics and stuff like that. So you can choose to uh, customize them. You can choose like a part from this tank and then, you know, like the turret from this tank and the hole from this other tank. And then you can change like the paint job on it too, which doesn't do anything statistically. But, um, I, I yeah, I believe the game also has multiplayer. Yes, that's right. Um, you can do up to two to four people local, uh, with the game. Okay. Um, I obviously, <laughs> uh, with nobody around me having the game, I haven't really had a chance to try that out. So I don't, know exactly how it works but uh, it looks like it'd be a lot of fun I mean judging by how fun the game is even just single player uh, I think it'd be really cool to play with somebody else um, yeah so this is the game Guild of Two game to get until we have space ship Demray and see how that yeah, is yeah yeah this this is a really awesome game seriously uh, th this guild series or wherever they're going to take this from here I think this is a really really cool game I think this is something that people in the west or anybody that has a Japanese 3DS should get because it's really cool um, yeah, it's just really wacky and just weird. So, yeah, there you go. Um, yep. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, that's going to do it for new business. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the news. All right, and we have 
news. There's news going on in Japan. And uh, we're going to start out with the Media Create Sales. This is from March 11th to March 17th, which at this point is the most recent set of sales data. Hold on, hold on. News is going on in Japan? Yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> Imagine that. That's incredible! Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this, Please continue. This is the most uh, recent sales data that has come out of Japan so far. And um, I picked out a couple of different 3DS games that have... Because uh, well, there's really nothing on Wii U to <laughs> uh, be on top of this list, really. But, um, yeah, the recently released Super Robot... Tyson Super Robot Wars UX uh, in its first week of sales already went over like 100,000, 117,000 units. It's pretty impressive. Um, next, of course, Animal Crossing still, you know, stomping all kinds of tail up there. 58,000 units this past, on that, on that particular week. Uh, brings it up to about 2.8 million physical copies, well over 3 million, probably with the. So that's roughly 3.6. Yeah, well over 3 million. Uh, total, which is incredible. We're up to up to up to up to four million now. Yeah, that seems kind of inevitable. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's still, I mean, this is still sitting pretty high on the list, and it's been you know a couple of months already. So, um, mm -hmm. Layton in the Azron Legacies that came out at the end of February, uh, that's sold about fourteen thousand units that particular week, and it's already up to one hundred fifteen thousand units. Uh, Dragon Quest Seven has crossed a million tr uh, threshold, million unit threshold, 1.1 million, just sold 14,000 copies uh, from March 11th to March 17th. Uh, in terms of hardware, uh, 3DS was sitting on top, 69,000 units, bringing the total up to 10.8 million. Vita came in a nah, second place, not really close, uh, 36,000 units. Well, the week before, mm -hmm. um, Vita was the leading platform. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What came out? So Vita um, did something come out. Also, um, the other game for KG, the Funa. Okay, okay. The the Vita game. Soul Sacrifice. Mm. Soul Sacrifice, yeah. And also the price drop, of course, helped a little. There it is. Yeah, Vita yeah. now in Japan, twenty thousand yen for three G model or Wi Fi model. So, ha ha ha, yeah. America and Europe. <laughs> yeah, quite. ha ha, America and <laughs> Europe. Mark? Um, maybe. No, really. Yeah. Haha, ha, ha, America. Yeah, I find that baffling that they haven't dropped the price overseas, uh, which is stupid in my opinion. But what do I know? I'm not Sony's marketing team. Um, uh, anyway. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Sony is a marketing yeah, team? Apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> unbelievable, right? Yeah. Um, coming up next to PS3, still going pretty strong here. 20,000 units, uh, bringing up to 9.1 million. PSP. <laughs> beating out the Wii U with 12,000 units that week. It's up to about 19.8 million. Wii U, about 9,500 units, and it's still below a million, 820,000 units uh, here in Japan. Um, still waiting for that. But hey, software is now, software is now coming exactly. out. Exactly. So, hey. Yeah, this month, just actually in a couple of days, probably the, maybe the day that I actually have this posted, a game in Wario is going to be out. Dragon Quest X for Wii U is coming. Um, yeah, neat. Most Wanted You is out yeah, in Japan, Yeah, Need for too? Speed Most Wanted You, that's out in Japan. This came out March 20th, I think. And I, and really, that, that game is awesome. Uh, I played a couple of hours of that, and it's addicting. Mm -hmm. I, I've mostly been playing it on my gamepad in bed. <laughs> cool. Just playing people online. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, well, that's going to kind of about do it for sales stuff. Actually, um, Minoru, would you go ahead and... Uh, do the first bit of news we have, or the next bit of news we have here. Okay, 
uh, Resident Evil Revelations and Tetris Axis, known as just Tetris in Japan, was released digitally on the eShop. Yeah, and、uh, I thought this was kind of cool.、Um, it's just more, you know, kind of, I don't know, Tetris Axis is really considered a big third party title.、Um, but Um, yeah, I mean, this is pretty cool that you know, more and more third party titles are coming to the eShop. I think at this point, there are well over 50 retail titles on the eShop in Japan, which is pretty cool.、Um, so, yeah, all right. And Ty, could you get the little next bit of news for us there, please? Sure, we got two new colors for the 3DS、mm-hmm. light blue and gloss pink. Yes, and、uh, they're beautiful, kind of.、Um, <laughs> and they already came out in. Which region came they out? Came, came they out in Korea? Really? Or came they, I think they came out in Korea first, these two cars. That's odd. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Seems cool. I, I haven't seen them yet, but. Yeah.、Uh, yeah, Nintendo announced this earlier, I think, was it last month or late last month or very early this month or something? And.、Uh, Yeah, and these are, you know, original 3DSs. These aren't LLs, XLs, whatever you want to call them. But,、um, yeah. yeah. Then to hell with them. What's,、uh, <laughs> what, what's, what's interesting about these two is that they removed their free color scheme. What do you mean? The free color、uh-huh. scheme at the side of your 3DS. Oh, the taco, the ugly taco, ugly sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I, I like the taco.、Really? It's... Um, uh, it, it, it's, it's different, though. You have to kind of get used to yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not really. I don't hate it or love it. It's just, you know, it's my 3DS. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Cool, cool. All right.、Um, Don, do you want to read this next little bit of news? Maybe we can actually take the next two because they're kind of related. There were two、uh, Chato and Internet Direct events.、Um, there was one for Tomodachi Collection New Life or Sin. Seikatsu. Seikatsu?、Mm-hmm. Seikatsu? Yeah. And Flipnote Studio、uh, 3D.、Mm-hmm. In magical 3D. Yes.、Um, so, Tomodachi Collection New Life is coming out on April 18th.、Mm-hmm. Um, it's a game I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really much so. So, there's also this limited bundle 3DS LL、um, for 22,800 yen,、mm-hmm. which it, it looks alright with, with all those speech bubbles, like in a mint color and then a, a white background,、mm-hmm. but、um, it's, it's, it's like, I don't know. It, it's. Hmm. I'd rather just have the game digitally and be done with it for the day. <laughs> well, if you do get this bundled version, you would get the digital version. Boom. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's, 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 it's like, I don't want the bundle. I, I need to resist myself. <laughs> I, I have already resisted like three times on the 3DS LL. I can't resist this time as well. Mm-hmm. For it will be difficult because I sincerely look forward to this game.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I thought that, yeah, that new 3DS LL, it looks kind of sharp. And I think a lot of people in the comments section to the story that we had on the site were saying, like, man, you know, if there's some kind of a Yoshi game that comes out, I mean, this would be perfect. You know, replace the speech bubbles with, like, Yoshi eggs. And、uh, boom, you got yourself a design. I, I wouldn't put it past Nintendo、yeah. to recycle <laughs> a design and maybe do something like that. So. They also sold,、uh, again, some new footage in that 
just on Nintendo Direct, and it had one of the most adorable openings ever. Me Iwata doing the whole Me News thing that's also in the regular game. Yeah, that that was pretty awesome. I, I yeah. did enjoy that. Um, it, it, it was lovely. So the other um, Johto Nintendo Direct was for Flipnote Studio 3D, mm-hmm. just like we said before. Um, this one was kind of interesting because both of them came directly one after one right, another. Right, right, right. So we had uh, Tomodachi Collection on the 12th and this one on the 13th. Um... Flipnote Studio 3D, its its main feature is, of course, making 3D flipnotes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other interesting thing is that they're going to remove all the flipnote Hatana stuff. Like, Hatana will not be involved this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to make their... Nintendo's going to make their own communities. Hmm. Um, one is related to friends, mm-hmm. which is free of use. Uh, and the other is... Let me think. It's called Flipnote World. Mm-hmm. Right. So. And here you have to pay a monthly fee for. Mm-hmm. And I'm not quite sure what to think of that. I mean, we haven't seen the full feature set yet. Right. And we haven't seen the price either. I mean, if it's like, oh. you know, 10 bucks, 1,000 yen or whatever, eh, I don't know about that. But If it's like, if it's like 200 yen, I'm like, okay, f- fair enough. Yeah. Um, and the interesting, also cool thing about that is, if you make awesome flip notes, you get your subscription for free. Yeah, so I thought that was actually pretty cool too. Yeah, I don't think that yeah. my flip notes would ever be that cool, but hey, there are many of them who are cool. Mm-hmm. So, hey, it at least at least encourages them to make more. Right, right. Um, there are some sample videos on all eShops, so it doesn't matter which region you live in, you just go to your eShop and check a video mm-hmm. out. Um, it looks nice, um, especially the layers, how you can make various layers and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and also the, the the existing community, so the Hatana ones will close at the end of May. Mm-hmm. So from that point onward, they're not available for your web browser anymore. You can't access them for your Nintendo DSi. They're just gone. There's no transition period; they're just gone. <laughs> doesn't ma- doesn't matter when your Flipnote Studio 3D is coming out, you can't access them anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of abrupt in my eyes, but yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, they have to come to an end eventually, and just you know, I don't know. It's always kind of hard to shut stuff like that down. You know, people are always going to be pissed off. There's really no easy way to do it. So, uh, what what I like about it, if you don't want to like pay for stuff. You can at least in the new application like make AVI files or a GIF GIFs out. Yeah, of it. yeah, I thought that was cool too. Yeah, definitely different ways to share, and that that's pretty cool. So yeah, it, it's it's not all terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it will be interesting to see where when it comes out and what they will offer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Stega. There it is. Um, yeah, actually, at the well during the uh, Tomodachi Collection. Uh, Nintendo Direct, actually they announced another 3DS LL that's actually coming out the same day, that Tomodachi Collection and that other previous bundles coming out April 18th. Uh, it's a mint and mint green and white 3DS LL coming out uh, for 18,900 yen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks kind of sharp, I guess. looks kind of like an ice cream bar. <laughs> um <laughs> Those bubbles on the on the on the Tomodachi collection are also mixed, yeah yeah. So, so I don't know if this is a thing now in Japan. Minoru, can you confirm yeah. or deny this? 
I, <laughs> I, I guess it's a new thing for electronic devices in Japan to be mint green. So there you go. I, 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 li- I like I like how they look mint green. I think it's a nice. Or is color. it money green? Boom. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's a bit lighter than yeah, that. Yeah. I guess it just depends what country you're at. You're in. But yeah. <laughs> Ty, um, do you want to read the next little bit of news about Monster Hunter? Monster Hunter. Oh yes, more than anything. <laughs> okay. He said it with his erotic man voice. <laughs> <clears throat> Monster Hunter G, and try online. The online mode is shutting down in Japan on September 12th. That's still a ways off yet. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, online tickets will be discontinued shortly before that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Monster Hunter G and Monster Hunter Tri for the Wii. Yeah, those are going down. Uh, I, I, I remember, I think I'm the one that wrote up this story on the site. And um, I think right now, I mean, there's like different number uh increments of tickets that you can get like 90 days 60 days and i think those have already stopped uh, being sold in japan and now there's only like 30 day increments that you can buy it in and uh, th- that stops like i think sometime in august and um yeah then the service is just done on september 12th so they're probably hoping that you've moved on to uh the wii U version or the fucked up way of getting online with your 3ds version <laughs> via your wii u so they they actually released it also in europe <laughs> awesome um, yeah yeah kind of silly but you know hey whatever um, uh, yeah I, I always get kind of bummed when they discontinue an online service for any game really yeah yeah i mean in, in an ideal world i think like it would it at least be nice of them to like release tools that will let people like make a private server or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there there are a couple of old games that I would like to play online again, but I can't. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. Well, in terms of like, well, it, they didn't really. I mean, this is just obviously this is confirmed for Japan. They really didn't say anything about U.S. or uh, Europe. I'd imagine it's probably not too far off or the same thing's probably going to happen there too but well yeah the, the the problem there is that the servers in Europe and America are free exactly. so they can shut shut them down without any notice yeah 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 so and maybe that's what they'll do just come September hey guys been fun bye <laughs> so screw you guys we're shutting this down pretty much so yeah all right well uh next actually kind of a big one Maybe we can actually save that one for last. Uh, Minoru? Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, Sega keeps tracking with their new line of 3D classics titles. And next week, it is time for Super Hang-On to get a makeover. The game will set Japanese players back 600 yen. (laughs) Yeah, and what uh, I kind of totally missed this until Don had mentioned this actually before the show, and that's pretty cool. Um, it's cool that Sega is... This is like a series of games. If you go to the Japanese website and take a look at this, you can see there's actually two empty spaces for their revival. Please be outrun. <laughs> Please be outrun. Yeah. Please be outrun. I think I'm the only one hoping for Shinmu, but I don't think that's going to happen because it's just not the kind of game that they're doing. Um, but... Yeah, so that's cool. Just uh, cool little stuff. And just, you know, basically by the time this episode's posted, it's going to be available here in Japan. So that's pretty sweet. So, um, yep. 
I'm going to buy it. Mino, are you going to buy it? Yeah. Cool, cool. Yay. Cool. All right. Well, last up, Don, do you want to read about Pokemon? Pokemon Scramble You, or Pokemon Rumble You, as it will possibly known in the West, we don't know. Maybe they're just wacky. Yeah. <laughs> um, is going to use NFC figures. Mm-hmm. Um, so at launch, there will be a total of six initial figures, which are Bulbasaur, Pikachu, Torchic, Piplop, Lucario, and Fectini. And there's one special OMG homage <laughs> Pokemon. Oh my god. <laughs> um, figures will be first available at Pokemon Centers on April 24th in capsule machines for 200 yen each. That sounds extremely tempting. Yeah, some and somebody says a naughty word behind that in the sh- in the notes, so I'm not going to repeat that. <laughs> um, Pokemon Rumble U hits the Wii U eShop f- for 1800 yen on April 24th. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. For me, well, making these available only at least at the time being at Pokemon Centers when it comes out, that's kind of like a big fuck you to. Anybody that can't go to one of the few Pokemon centers in Japan. I mean, I'm not a big enough Pokemon fan to go all the way to find the fucking place and just to go get it and spend 200 yen and get like five Pikachus and, you know, be totally pissed off. I don't know. I, in my naivety, I was hoping that Nintendo would sell these at like stores in like boxes or something. And so you know what figures you're getting, and you can just buy the whole set. Like, kind of, I guess, what they kind of do with Skylanders. Neil Ronahan, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I think this is just fucking stupid that you have to get them out of a capsule machines. I don't know. What do you guys think about this stuff? I don't think... Um... I wouldn't be caught dead in a Pokemon Center, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> Well, that's also a theme of the game, right? The, the capsule machines. Kind of. I mean, yeah, it is. And these, basically this whole, what, series of games is kind of about toys, Pokemon toys. So I think, you know, the idea... But if you, if you, get, a, if you get a double, you can just sell them on eBay. Fuck, man. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> um, I mean, fuck that, you will get, like, more than you paid for. Yeah, I know, but, dude... I... <sighs> fuck it. I don't know. It's just... Accessi- Again, with those naughty words. Yeah. Ex- Relax, sir. <laughs> Accessibility to this stuff? I mean, this is just ridiculous. I, I don't know. So, I mean, Dom, like, I know that you're probably game to get this. Uh, Heck, yeah. How are you going to get these figures? For you. For me? Um, you're yeah. going to have to pay me a transportation fee of, like, 10,000 yen. Sure, sure. Done. 10,000 yen. Both ways, no, so ten, twenty thousand yen, ten, ten, two hundred bucks. Ten thousand yen. I'm not willing to. Two hundred bucks. I'm, I'm flying. To, I'm, 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 I'm flying from Saitama to Tokyo in my own private jet. <laughs> I, I I'm willing to pay your traveling costs, dude. I don't think I'm gonna go. I don't. Yeah. Okay, then I have to find a crazier person. I think you. so. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it will pop up on eBay, though. Yeah, I think so too, and. I don't know. It just seems silly to limit these only to the Pokemon centers here in Japan, too. Hopefully, at least some point down the line, they'll introduce these capsule machines all over the place just so they can make more money and, um, you know, make get it so more people can actually, you know, get these things. So, 
Um, Minoru, do you have any opinion about this stuff? I mean, at all? Uh, these days, uh, in Japan, and uh, uh, gacha mm-hmm. is a social problem, and gacha means capsule machines. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's ironical uh, because uh, Nintendo is critical about uh, the trend like uh, gacha. <laughs> Uh, mm, uh, mm, if uh, listeners uh, don't know about it, uh, please, uh, Dan, uh, or Daniel, please explain what, what gacha means in uh, social games. In social... Oh, God. You mean just like uh, the, the, the pay-to-play type of stuff or whatever? Or that type uh, of... Uh, no, uh, freemium uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Where and, it's like yeah. you got to pay for little items and all this stuff just to maybe get incrementally better in the game or uh yes yeah but but uh but uh what you get is randomly chosen like mm-hmm. capsule machines mm-hmm. so um, some people pay uh, a ridiculous amount of money mm-hmm. uh, just to get uh, one super rare item mm-hmm. and and nintendo is uh, critical uh, about this trend mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's ironical that Nintendo uh, start is going to st- start yes yeah, st- start to sell uh, in the same way. <laughs> well, uh, what I'm what I'm going to say to that, and this is something that I'm going to say to all related Pokemon decisions, this could have been a call from the Pokemon company. Uh huh. Because it's it was never Nintendo's call to put those ga- those Pokédex apps on iOS. Yeah, true. Uh-huh. That, yeah, that yeah. was also that was also the call of the Pokemon company. Mm-hmm. Nintendo has a say in it, but it's the, it's their decision. Mm-hmm. I see, I see. Yeah, but I I don't know. I see what you're saying, Minoto. It's like, <laughs> yeah, people are going to be throwing away a lot of money, and yeah, you can sell your doubles on the internet or some little shops in Tokyo or whatever. But I mean, come on, man people just want this stuff but i mean i know it's it's business it's about making money and then two they have a special unannounced pokemon that's in this lot too so i mean there's actually seven figures and then this one secret one that no one knows about right now and won't until the thing hits the capsule machines next month but um i don't know they they, they did this sort of stuff with um now we're t- still talking about Pokemon Company. They also did the stuff with, like the Pokédex app on iOS and Android, where you have to pay like <coughs> sum of money for the next generation of monsters hmm. or an older generation. You just get 100 monsters, and the rest you have to pay for extra. Hmm. Well, uh, so uh, uh, it's it's weird how a subsidiary from Nintendo can make completely different business decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. It's. I don't necessarily like it, but with the figures, at least I get something for with it in return. It's like something I can nicely put on my shelf. Yeah, yeah. It's like two hundred yen as well. So I'm like, yeah, it doesn't feel like a major ripoff. And I mean, I could always transfer the data when it eventually comes out in Europe or America, mm-hmm. because NFC data is never locked mm-hmm. to like eventual European or American release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, honestly, uh, when I first heard about this, I was actually pretty excited because I didn't hear about the <laughs> capsule machines. Um, but I don't know. I 
I still might come around. I, I really don't know. But like I said, just having it limited to only the Pokemon centers. Come to the dark side. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to come completely to the dark side. But hey, who knows? But Yeah. Well, I'm already addicted to Skylanders and possibly also to Disney Infinity. Yeah, well. So might have to well for an addiction to the list. Yeah. And, you know, in Japan, too, I think we've talked about this on previous Famicasts, but, I mean, NFC stuff, it's not really a new thing here in Japan. I mean, even in arcades, like uh, this kid that I teach, like, private lessons to, he has these little discs, and he uses them on, like, this NFC Pokemon game at, like, uh, game centers and stuff like that, and... Oh yeah, that game. Yeah, it's like, I've never played it, but he just showed me these things. I'm like, what's that? And he was like telling me about. It. He's like, yeah, that's my Pokemon, and you could do all this cool stuff. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> you know, kind of like lost, but um, yeah. I mean, this stuff's really, really prevalent here. So I mean, this is just another way to cash in. So yeah. Uh, anyway, yes. I'm at, at least if the base game is good, I'm not going to. Um complaining all too much and it seems like that the base game is still pretty much intact it's just an extra stuff if those right layers. right right yeah cool so yeah all right well that's gonna do it for the news so we have a special life in japan segment here coming up for you next so stick around <laughs> All right, so life in Japan. Any anytime you guys ever have a question or anything that you maybe are curious about Japan or maybe something that you've heard about, definitely feel free to send that in. Um, to Famicast at NintendoWorldReport.com or you can hit us up on the Japan uh, thread on the Boar forum somewhere. Um, <laughs> we'll have it linked up in the show notes so that you can do that. But if you ever, ever have any ideas for life in Japan or just questions in general, yeah, definitely send that to us. But uh, today we're actually going to be talking about something that's pretty uh, much so a big deal in Japan and something that happens all the time, uh, and that is a nomikai. Or, in other words, a drinking party. Um, as many of you out there probably know, and I know Tai and Minoru know this as well, uh, Japan has a lot of these things. Drinking parties, people uh, getting together with their companies and whatnot uh, to drink for some reason. Sometimes at the end of the year, sometimes after completing some kind of like a big project. Um, you know, all sorts of reasons for it. But um, it's really a lot different than stuff that you would see in the west i mean yeah sure people are drinking and getting drunk or something but i mean it's just a little bit more of a, a different kind of an experience and um, one of the reasons why i brought this up is actually just this last month uh just here in march we had actually a famicast nomikai which was by no means a traditional you know japanese drinking party in that sense, but uh, Minoru, Tai, and James, and myself, we all met up in Akihabara, and uh, after going to Super Potato, and uh, walking around in Akihabara just a little bit, we went to an izakaya, like a Japanese like bar type of place, and you know started drinking, and um, yeah, after that too, we actually went to this really cool uh, game bar, called Game Bar A Button, and uh, it's kind of like hidden in the streets of Akihabara, but uh, yeah, that was a, really a lot of fun. I mean, what, like, yeah, do you guys have, you and uh, Ty, do you and me know to have anything you want to say about that, or? 
it's a nice place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually went yeah. back one more time since uh, our party. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Min, Min, <laughs> yeah, Minoru had lost his scarf, but um, yeah, <laughs> but he got it back from the assholes at the first place that we um, yes, went to. Yes. Um, actually, Ty, one last question about the about the game bar. Actually, that night, you know, me, James, and Minoru left you. Uh, yeah. How much longer did you actually stay there that night? Uh, pretty long time, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. like I hung out, chatted with some guys, played a lot of Super Meat Boy. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty hype, actually. Like, uh, uh, the guy running the bar that night, uh, he, he basically made me go to the, the last world and play through it. <laughs> and, and like a couple people there were watching and starting to get really into it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, it's really fun and intense and dramatic. The last chapter of super meat boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. Actually the bartender, the guy that was there that night and the woman that's like, He's the owner, and yeah. the, the, the woman's his wife. Actually, I've talked to him on a couple of different occasions and stuff, and he said that he used to work for Sega yeah, in some capacity. I, and I got his business card, mm-hmm. and I follow his Twitter now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's seriously, if any of you out there are ever in Tokyo and really want to go to a really cool place, uh, yeah, definitely Game Bar A Button. It's really hard to find, kind of. Um, <laughs> even, like, this time I had, you know, GPS on my phone, but... You know, it, it, we found it, and it was cool, but, um, yeah. So yeah, it's a little bit kid. hidden. You just find a map. Yeah, could, you, mm-hmm. could you tell me exactly what uh, a game bar entails? Because I, I've never been okay. to one. Yeah, because this is, yeah, outside of Japan, I'd never actually seen one of these. But typically, well, I'll t- just kind of describe this bar to you. And, man, I really wanted to, like, make a video or something while I was there, but lighting was kind of terrible and i don't know it just would have been a big problem but basically this is just it's just like a regular kind of bar it's not like really huge Mm -hmm. um i don't know probably only seats like probably 15 16 17 people or something and this place is totally decked out with game memorabilia uh i mean he has like a lot of like boxed consoles and stuff just sitting around and uh, then towards like the back of the place uh, he actually has like a, a TV set up and like, like a couple of consoles hooked up. And um, I think even just around the bar too, there are a couple of different areas where he has like TVs that you can actually play games. And it used to be when I first went there a couple of years ago that, you know, he had games that you can play. I mean, he didn't have like tons of stuff, but he had some stuff. So you can actually, you know, hey man, I want to play Mario 3. And you can play it just like right there. Or he, shit. I mean, at the time, he had like Ikaruga on the Dreamcast. I played it. And yeah, just a bunch of other just really random stuff. I mean, he has like a lot of obscure consoles. Hmm. It's really awesome. It's just like a museum basically in there. A really dimly lit <laughs> museum. <laughs> but um, yeah, now, well, uh, with rental laws in Japan, it's been like this for a long time, but you can't rent like video games in Japan because it's illegal because it's so easy to burn in a cartridge of a game <laughs> as opposed to CDs <laughs> which and DVDs, which you can still rent. Dude, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I guess he got into some trouble with potentially with Sony and Microsoft or not Microsoft, Sony and Nintendo basically said like, hey, you... You're basically letting people rent your games while you're here. Um, 
I mean, yeah, you got to like buy a drink or whatever if you're in there. Um, but basically they kind of looked at it like that. So he's like, well, shit, I don't want to get in trouble. So he stopped, you know, providing games for people to play. And uh, if I remember correctly, I was a little bit inebriated that night. Um, <laughs> he did say that you can bring your own games. Yeah, I, I went back and brought some of my own games. Okay, cool. You can also uh, play on the Xbox because Microsoft <laughs> does not care about Japanese rental laws. Yeah, I was going to just bring that up because I'm evil shit. You know, there's barely like a million Xboxes sold in Japan. So it's like, I don't think Microsoft gives a shit one way or the other. They probably just want people to actually maybe be playing their systems here or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that's why how Ty was able to play Super Meat Boy and just whatever else the guy had, I guess, on the system at the time. Um, yeah, but it's it's, it's mm-hmm. a really cool place, Don. Seriously, man, you'd love it. You'd really love it. It's really cool. Um Oh man! Yeah, sorry, man. You should have made it out. <laughs> you should have got on that plane, man. We're waiting for an hour. One, for one you. day, one day, one one day, I will be coming to Japan for a week. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, no, that was it was a really cool experience. And uh, seriously, if any of you listeners out there uh, maybe want some help getting that getting there, if you're in Japan, uh, shoot me a line, email Danny at NintendoWorldReport dot com. I can you know help you get you get you some. Uh, Danny at I know all the bars. <laughs> I don't know all of them, just the good ones. Um, <laughs> I I know all the bar, good bars. <laughs> there now. it is. Anyways, now you probably everyone out there probably thinks I'm an alcoholic. Now that that may or might not be true, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but I well, especially after last episode. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, when it comes to regular <laughs> nomikais in Japan, um, it, it's it's really kind of a different experience. Like like I said. You're typically getting together for some kind of a function. Like, I'll give you an example, and I think Ty's had some a lot of experience with this as well. Uh, you know, I work for a school, and we have Nomikai every once in a while. Like, we have one coming up this week, and um, because it's like the end of the school year, and it's just kind of, you know, a lot a lot of teachers will be moving schools, and it's just kind of one last party that we can have before all that stuff happens. But, you know, typically these, you know, they're usually kind of expensive and they're in like a place where they have some kind of like a private room at least this is for teachers i can't really speak for all nomikai but um and the reason they do that for at least for teachers is so that you know students can't find them or see them drunk or you know wearing their underpants on their head or something (laughs) like that um but yeah so i mean after you kind of get in and get settled then usually maybe one of the higher up people at the party like in my case like the vice principal or the principal you know make some kind of a short like toast or some kind of a short speech and um sometimes you have like new people they have to do some kind of introduction or talk a little bit or something like that and then you know you do the toast and then you know the party starts and one kind of thing that i think is really interesting about the japanese nomikai which it's totally different than anything you really see in the west um is basically after that initial toast, then it's kind of like, well, Japan, you know, there's a a relationship that people have, like, you know, superiors and then, you know, their underlings, which would be me (laughs) Um, and probably Ty, maybe not Ty, but... Yo, I run this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, it's in Japanese, senpai, kohai, like, relationships. And um, so basically what you're doing is, uh, you're going through kind of talking to people that are maybe kind of important and like, you know, pouring them drinks in these thumb sized 
beer glasses that you can drink in like two seconds and, um, you know, kind of going around giving them beer and talking to them and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot different than, you know, America where it's, I don't know. I've never really had like a drinking party with work when I was in America. So I, I really can't comment on that, but, um, yeah, I mean, no, do like, I, I don't know. What do you think about the Japanese system? No, Mikai, like, well, actually, uh, I've, um, um, I've hardly been, uh, in such kind of typical Japanese nomi kai. Okay. Yeah, because I'm not, uh, um, um, a permanent full-time, uh, employer. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, employee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so, so, um, so, uh, um, actually, yeah, I don't know much about oh, it. damn it. Well, Ty, like, you know, I know that you said that you had been to quite a few yeah. drinking parties in your day. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you think about that experience, maybe compared to stuff that you might have done in the West? Um, hmm. It's hard to make comparisons to the U.S. because, you mm-hmm. know, like, like in the U.S., I, you, don't, you don't really go, well, they're not so obligatory going to a, a drinking party. <laughs> right yeah like you know in the u.s you might have like like a christmas party or something or you just like round up a few of your friends from work mm-hmm. and go and get trashed on the weekend or whatever <laughs> but like you, you know in japan i kind of feel like it's almost part of the job you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh really maybe, maybe. i i kind of feel yeah feel like it you're kind of no it seems I like feel that too like almost everybody goes from yeah the company or the school in my case and mm-hmm. uh so i always make sure to go mm-hmm. yeah and i think and not just because i'm an alcoholic <laughs> that's just part of it right. i understand because i'm in the same I, i'm just i'm just reading a wiki mm-hmm. page on uh, what you guys mm-hmm. are talking mm-hmm. yeah and about the whole etiquette and stuff it's yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of stuff i mean it's it's all about kind of being polite and i mean it depends too i mean you know with me and probably ty too to some extent i i'd imagine i I don't see through ty's eyes yet um but you know i I talk to a lot of these teachers and stuff on a daily basis so i mean you know i have a good relationship with a lot of them so i don't have to necessarily be you know super japanese polite you know you can be kind of informal (laughs) to an extent but you you don't want people to I don't know, you still got to kind of find a balance. You don't want people to be like, oh, my God, well, Danny's talking to the principal like he's just his, you know, buddy and, I don't know, t- you know, cussing him out or whatever. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. But apparently, apparently it's considered acceptable to become drunk. At oh, my God, yes. Parties. Oh, like, yeah. Seriously, what stays at or what happens at Anomikai stays at Anomikai. Uh, teachers get drunk. They do crazy things. Uh, some of the ones that I've been mm. to. And. It's just a thing where, yeah, this shit happens, but you're not going to be like, like the next day where, hey, man, did you see what's his face? Kurihara, he had like, you know, he was wearing that bra on his head and then his pants were off, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe you just like tease him about it at the next drinking party, but you don't really talk about this stuff like outside of that venue. It's 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 forgiven or ignored upon return, return to the yeah, workplace. exactly. According to the okay. wiki, that is true. <laughs> yeah. And also yeah, in my I... experience, yeah. You, yes. You go there, you, you get trashed, yeah. you blow off steam, and you, you don't worry. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. 
That's exactly right. And, you know, I, I think a pretty, uh, yeah, I guess one of the main f- focuses of these parties is to get, you know, get your drink on. But another thing too is what you're trying to do too is I mean, it's just a social gathering. And kind of like what Ty said, it's kind of, you feel like it's kind of obligatory. You feel like I should go to this. But, I mean, you totally don't have to, but it's really good. So people kind of like, oh, well, Danny or Ty or whoever cares about this place. They care about, you know, people that work here and they want to be a part of the group. I mean, it's just kind of like that. That's kind of like the feeling that I get a lot. And yeah, like Ty said, pretty much everybody that I work with, they all go. Except for like, you know, a couple guys, like one guy, he's like a single dad with like four kids. So I can understand maybe him missing out. But yeah, it's, it's a different kind of experience it really is and um one thing i thought was cool too uh ty i don't know if you well you probably experienced this too me know maybe you can talk more about this because to me i was like i didn't even know what the hell was going on but at the end of like these parties a lot of the times there's like two different kinds of claps that you can do <laughs> at the end to like signify the end of the party one being like everyone just at the same time is like yo there's like one clap. Yep. And that uh, just as if they uh, start uh, started uh, recording a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's exactly. So funny. <laughs> or they do, they do another thing that maybe this is how we should record our podcast, where in like a series of I think it's what three claps, where it's like and to keep like doing that for a while and then it just like ends and it's really awesome i really love it especially when you're drunk it's a lot of fun <laughs> but um yeah i don't know minoru do you have any idea where that stuff comes from or like what's the significance of that stuff or i don't know come on man yeah you're, you're uh, mr it, japan yeah it, it, it looks uh, something um uh, like a ritual <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, so maybe um, it it may have uh, been rooted in some uh, religion, but I don't know. Cool. Well, we got it from straight from Inora's mouth. This comes from, I don't know, Nobunaga. He did that back in the day, so we're carrying on the tradition. <laughs> this is before he met the Pokemon, but, you know. <laughs> this is going so um, wrong. Yeah. I don't know. And t- typically, too, after the you know the first drinking party, you have what's called a Nijikai which is an after party, which I typically always go to because maybe I'm an alcoholic. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it, it's definitely the, the, the second party, you know, the after party. It's definitely a lot more laid back and, you know, you, you don't have the clapping and all that stuff. It's just <laughs> different. But, um, yeah. So, um, Ty, do you have any, like, crazy Nomikai stories <laughs> or anything like that? Uh, it seems like you would. I don't know why. Uh... I'm like nothing too far out there. Sometimes like we've we've had karaoke, we can get a karaoke machine in there. Or sometimes we go go to an onsen, a hot oh, spring. Really? Okay. Yeah, like um a good place to have a nomikai is like they, quite often they're in like a an inn, mm-hmm. like a hotel and they'll have like other services like uh the the onsen or uh some really good food. That sort of stuff. And yeah, like we said, we get a nice private room usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, these things can be a little bit expensive. Usually sometimes like 50, 60, 70 bucks. 
depends. Yeah, that's about what I've paid. Yeah, and sometimes I find that when I go, it's like, man, I'm definitely not getting enough food, and I'm barely getting enough drinks. <laughs> but I, I usually try to remedy that, but I'm just, I just keep making sure my glass is empty, and then people keep coming and filling my glass up. So at least feel like you're getting your money's worth there. At least I do. But Yeah, I I've, don't think uh, I've ever run out of drink at yeah. any of my nomikais. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, you... you it's kind of hard to do because I mean there's a lot of stuff around so yeah but yeah so there you have it I mean Nomikai in Japan it's really fun I, I would suggest that if you do ever come to Japan to work that's something I would really suggest trying to be a part of because it, it's a really good way to interact with your co-workers outside of work and it's a good way for maybe them to get to know you and also to see that you you kind of want to be a part of <laughs> that I you're guess. cool you're cool <laughs> that too give you some street cred um stuff like that but uh yeah yeah so that's gonna do it so and to get back to oh. to the, the clap mm-hmm. at the end uh according to uh, wikipedia mm-hmm. uh, there are many many types of <laughs> that clap <laughs> <laughs> and, and, in fact, uh, some of them um, date back to, back to, uh, Sengoku era. Oh, God. And, and, and Date Masamune, uh, uh he's uh, a little younger than Nobunaga, mm-hmm. started one of them. <laughs> wow. Did he have Pokemon? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> did he catch them all? He probably did. <laughs> hmm. Wikipedia, our source for information. Never fails. Always true. (laughs) I might actually change that entry later. I just entered that one actually as I was was talking, but hey, whatever. (laughs) I didn't do that. Anyways. You're going to add Pokemon to that entry? Well, yeah, because it's true. (laughs) Historically. But... Okay, well, historical Pokemon or not, that's actually going to wrap up this segment of Life in Japan. Um... Yes, hope you guys enjoyed it, and I hope you could maybe kind of learn something about Japan. That clapping is a necessity after parties. You need to do it. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, so that's going to do it. All right, actually, it's going to go ahead and wrap up the show. But before we go, I'm going to go ahead and, well, we're going to go ahead and give you our Twitter handles. Uh, my Twitter handle is at DannyBiv. That's D-A-N-N-Y-B as in boy, I-V as in Victor. Uh, last tweet that I had was actually from earlier in the day. Uh, we're talking about cricket, that weird sport with the weird flat bat that I have no idea. I got to play it in junior high, which is weird, but um, somewhere James Charlton is cringing at this. But What the hell is a cricket? Yeah, it's a bug, I think. Um, but I don't know. For whatever reason, I, yes. I decided to let my true feelings come out because I bleed red, white, and blue and evangelize about Abe Lincoln taking down the Brits in WW2. It's a true story. So it really happened in World War II. Abe Lincoln took him down. That's my tweet. So. With, his, with his beard. <laughs> with his beard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Don. So, my Twitter handle is at Nintendo. That is N-I-N-T-E-N-D-A-A-N. 
Um, the last interesting tweet is actually a blog post I posted on my Tumblr. Uh, this was about... So, I know this guy, uh, Microtic, who um, is active in various gaming communities. He's also just known as Drew. That's his real name. Um, he has, like, 3D technology on his PC, like a 3D monitor and, like, uh, the stuff to run it. And what he found out in, like, Dolphin, which is the, the emulator for Wii games and, like, a couple of Steam games, that he can actually make 3D videos out of that and make them playable on your 3DS. Huh. Wow. Science at work. So, he made... <laughs> Yeah, um, he is not perfectly done with making like the the frame rate acceptable and perfect, um, but he made one for uh, the Steam version of one or two Future Legend of Rhythm Alien, and one for Xenoblade Chronicles. Wow. Um, uh, those are posted on my Tumblr, which is minuslender at tumblr dot com. It's the it's the first post you see because I post on every Sunday. So this should be up before my next post. So you should see it directly. Cool. Um, so you can put them on your 3 SSD card, put them in your um, camera album, and go to your camera application to view them at your own pace. That's awesome. That's awesome. I want to give that a try. Um, he's going to work on the frame rate for the next couple of videos. He doesn't have perfect recording software yet, but... Um, it's very awesome stuff, and um, I wanted to give a shout-out to the guy, so I made that post. Um, uh, can I give two more quick plugs? Besides yeah, yeah, do it, man. Sure. sure. Uh, there's a review up for uh, Luigi's Mansion 2 on Nintendo World Report. Yeah, I read it. Uh, it's good. Yeah. It's really good. Did you li- uh, I, I, I will say honest, next to Fire Emblem, there should be now a bell every time I say Fire Emblem Awakening. <laughs> Like, like I used to be on a podcast where every somebody, every time somebody said uh, "GoldenEye," there would be a bell. My bell should be for Fire Emblem. <laughs> so I'm hearing a bell now. It's a trap. Great, that's done. Thank you, Danny. Um, and I, I next to that game, this this is the best 3DS game out there this year. Um, I, I I can't imagine my loving any game more than this because the other games that were very popular, like I rated like. Super Mario 3D Land a little lower. Um, I didn't like Kid Icarus Uprising as much, but I still enjoyed it for a bit. This one I enjoyed really much. Insanely much. Especially, um, I put like 10 hours, 12 hours into the multiplayer alone at this point. I, I, I really enjoy it. Um, so you can check that out. And of course, issue 2 of Nintendo Force is now available. Uh, which is came available... This week at the time of recording, uh, so hopefully people will check that out. And that's all I have to tell you. So check out those 3D videos, check out the stuff, have fun, do crime, um, and have a life. Cool. <laughs> all right, uh, Ty. Ah, yes. My tweets. Okay, for starters, I am Super Cat Drugs on Twitter. That's still the, that's still the best Twitter handle out there. Yeah, dude. Set. Yeah, it's also my name on PSN and the name I use in fighting game tournaments. Cat Drugs. And actually... Nobody could stop Cat Drugs. At the, at so. the Nomikai that we went to for the Famicast, Ty was wearing his awesome uh, Super Cat Drugs shirt. Cat Drugs shirt. And I thought that was awesome. Yes. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, uh, on my Twitter, I was going to talk about the last uh, couple pictures I took. There's a mm-hmm. picture of me and some Japanese pals. You can see me at the Super Cat Drug shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The second most recent picture is one I took at uh, Game Bar A Button. Mm-hmm. They had a, a copy of the English book, How to Master Home Video Games. <laughs> Copyright 1981 huh. or something. Sweet. The, hit, <laughs> the sequel to the funny book you may have seen on the internet, How to Master the Video Games. <laughs> Did you learn how to master the video games? Yeah, dude. At least the home ones? <laughs> Man, it's like... It's got a picture of this like family on the front, and they're looking really eighties. Oh, great! Yeah, I, I seriously I love this like artwork and stuff like that from the eighties. Like I, I don't know, I'm really into Star Wars like action figures and stuff too. And like sometimes you just look at like the box art of this stuff, it is just incredible. You have like this totally eighties kid playing with this toy. Same even with like you know you see like families on maybe NES console boxes or some stuff like that. It's yeah, like uh, what's that game? Was it Anticipation? That had like it was like like a photograph of like a bunch of eighties people playing the game. Awesome. <laughs> cool yes so uh, yes check out my twitter for some amusing photos check it out and actually uh, i want to give a shout out to Sarek, who as when we we're actually at the nomikai like we i said something like yeah we're all here having fun and he's like pixar didn't happen or pixar like ty isn't a real person or something well i'm a ghost He's a ghost, so no picks, sorry. Um, <laughs> and except for the ones on his Twitter. But uh <laughs> he, he, he this ghost lives in an Xbox. Yes, he does. It's really weird. But Yes. Alright. And uh It's amazing though. Yes. Alright, and uh yes. Minota's gonna close us out. Okay. Uh, my Twitter handle is at NWR underscore Minoru. And my last uh, interesting tweet is uh, I put a link of a picture of Shibuya Station, and I tweeted, mm-hmm. Shibuya Station is such a dungeon. I can imagine the world end with you close. Atrium of this. <laughs> cool. Maybe. Well, you never been. To, you never been to Amsterdam. That's more of a hellhole. Oh really? Yeah. I've been through Amsterdam. I didn't actually stop or do anything in there really. But anyway, that every time I speak to somebody who I actually know a little better, they stopped in Amsterdam and never went there. Like I don't know, because like at the time my friend was living in The Hague, Den Haag, and uh, yeah, so I just hung out there. It's a way way more relaxed city than Amsterdam. Cool. Well, that's actually going to bring this episode to a close. Uh, as I had mentioned earlier, be sure to join us in the talkback thread for the episode. Uh, point out maybe you know we make. Well, I make mistakes. These guys don't make mistakes. Uh, if I made any mistakes, definitely please be sure to tell me. Um, if you have any questions, you can be sure to ask stuff like that there. Um, also in the Talkback Thread 2, you're going to see the correct answers for all of the, basically the names of all the, the songs. Correct for all your, the correct answers for all of your mistakes? For all of my mistakes. And <laughs> and for uh, all of the music that is in between each segment, so you can check that stuff out. Uh, also, too, again, if you have any questions that you want to send our way, uh, be sure to send that to uh, famicast at nintendoworldreport.com or check us out on the forums uh, for our special uh, 
thread for questions for the Japan crew. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, you're probably, if you're listening to this, you're probably already listening to Radio Free Nintendo, which you should con- continue to do. Uh, rate and review them on iTunes so that you can help the podcast become more discoverable. Uh, also, be sure to check out Radio Trivia and also Connectivity, the other podcast that we have here at NWR. Uh, with that, that's going to bring Famicast 22 to a close. Thank you, gentlemen. Bye. See ya. Thank you. And we're out. Peace. So, Don, I don't know how much you know about nomikai in Japan, uh, drinking parties. I'm just gonna just gonna stick around and listen. <laughs> okay, uh, it, it's interesting. Um, I've been to yeah. quite a few, and actually, we just had our Famicast nomikai not too long ago. Don, where the hell were you? <laughs> yeah, dude, um, we were waiting for you. Yeah, man, shit, dude. <laughs> well, I had it would cost me like fifteen hundred bucks to go last minute. So, so hey, why didn't you come? <laughs> I don't have that much flow cash. Flow if you stop, de- if you stop donating like five thousand dollars to Kickstarter, then you definitely could have came. <laughs> I didn't donate five thousand dollars to Kickstarter. Sorry, four thousand, whatever. <laughs> We're just arguing over semantics now. Skullgirls appreciates it. <laughs> they do. The Famicast does not. No. You're an asshole. I am.